Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. You made it for us to rejoice and be glad in. And we are glad, super glad, because you're a supernatural God. And you've made us supernatural people. And we thank you for that, Lord. We bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. So our special for this month, we just extended another day because today is the 1st of October and we will have a different offer for October. But we're just extending September's uh, offering uh, one more one more day. And uh, amen. And it's wisdom meditations for fall, for every season. This one's fall. Miss Nola, could you come here for a sec for me, please? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my privacy, Miss Alicia. Hello, eavesdropper. I got everybody in my business, you know. I mean, you know, put some, I mean, you want to eavesdrop, you eavesdrop. Now you go on. Whole world. Anywho, eleven ninety nine free shipping. Amen. Last day for this one, so grab them while you can. We're just getting into fall, so that's good. And a reminder, tomorrow morning and Wednesday evening, uh, KDAYlive.com, Internet Radio, amen. And we're doing mostly healing schools and, and faith on that. So uh, I, you'll hear yourself in the background. I, I've heard, who did I hear? I know I hear Clydell. Pam was on there one time. A lot of people. So praise God. God is so good. Thank you, Miss Nola. <laughs> I want to be bugged by yeah, little things bug you. I had a smear or something. I don't know food. Now, who eats with their right hand and get food on their... Come on now. That's hard. That's, that's a gift. Anybody can get food on their eating hand, but it's hard to get it on your non-eating hand. But anyway, it's food smeared on my watch face. I'd have picked at that thing all the whole time. I'm... It's like, I tell you, praise God. So today we're going to talk about why hope, why hope, why hope, amen, and uh, understand how, what hope is and what it does in our lives as believers and how, uh, how marvelously God plans everything, how put together we are. You know, these people who tell you, uh, well, man just evolved. Yeah, from what? Where where did that start? You know, uh, they have no answers outside of God. And uh, this will uh, let you understand how fearfully and wonderfully made we are and how intricate we are and how uh, we cannot exhaust God's uh, understanding. His knowledge is past finding out is what the word says. And so uh, we we can in, enjoy understanding some things and get answers uh, to a lot of life's mysteries, things that have been hidden from us in darkness can come into the light because of God's word. And so it's just always good to understand that there's more to be revealed. There's more coming. No matter what we know about God, there is more coming all the time. And so one of the things that <clears throat> we 
I enjoy understanding is how the human spirit is made up, how spiritual things relate. The spiritual world and the natural world are related. And uh, I think, and, and there are a lot of people that have curiosities about that. That's kind of common. Most people know there's something else out there. There's something bigger than we are, someone bigger than we are. You know, people who are scared of God will say the universe. I thank the universe, you know. Oh, his name is God. Don't be scared of him. He loves you. Amen. You get right with your crazy self. You might find out he's a good God like everybody else is is discovering. And so uh, people try and distance themselves from God. And I think a lot of it's ignorance and a lot of it's because there are things we don't understand. But, you know, people in their attempts to have answers to questions, we make stuff up. Amen. A lot of our church traditions and even what we call doctrine is made up stuff because you, you know, you get to that point in your brain where you start to think and reason and think and reason and try to understand. And when you come up with no more answers, you make stuff up because people like to have answers, but they don't always know how to get them. And so this is how you get answers. You get them through meditating on the word, studying the word, understanding the word, finding people who understand the word better than you do and and listen to them or read what they wrote or, or study from their sermons. There's all kinds of ways to get our understanding from God. The Bible says the heavens declare his, the, the, the sky is talking to us. They declare the glory of God. Heaven's talking. The, the trees of the field are applauding God. You think it's just wind blowing through the trees and the trees are saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for making us. Thank you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so once you say, and see, you get that because you read the word. You don't get that because you just look out there and try to make stuff up like we do. Amen. And so this is, this is the, the time and the season for, for meditation for God in God because God is so much to get revealed to his children. He loves teaching us who he is and making sure we understand uh, our great covenant with him and our his great love for us, how much he loves us, how much he he decided that you would be born when you were born and you would be here on this earth at this time. That was his decision. That wasn't, oh, well, you know, um, my mother wanted five kids and I'm one of them. Oh, no, 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 no. She can want all she wants, but if God doesn't get involved, she ain't going to get nothing. You understand what I'm saying? And God decides the time when you're born. Amen? So you can ask any any parent that. If they had any control over when, when, when the mother finds out she's expecting, she's happy, she's excited, but she is somewhat surprised, even though it's been her plan. You understand what it says? So that surprise element, that's God folks that's god because you don't know it will happen you're hoping it will but you don't know certain things are going to happen until god gets involved and he's involved in every single thing and so we thank god for his his plan that overshadows everything else involved in our lives he has a great plan that's bigger that's the initiator 
of your life that that is even just because we're not aware of God that doesn't mean he's not involved in our lives amen he is so involved in everything that we do he ordained for us to be here when we're here and he has a plan for us that's the best thing about that in Jeremiah 29 11 he says I know the thoughts I have towards you amen and he's got plans to to do us good and not harm he didn't bring you here to give you a bad life or to give you harm he brought you here to prosper you, bless you, to give you an expected end, to give you hope. What that means, what is it hoping and expected end? What is that to King James? What that means is that he's giving you hope that your life will turn out well, that good things will happen for you. God put that inside of every human being. You just didn't come up with that one day. You said, I think I'm going to be a astronaut or a you know a conductor a fireman or whatever you didn't decide that he put that in you amen so we're going to talk about why hope what is it all about why do we hope why do we have to have hope is hope really necessary for a good life and in what what it's comprised of so in psalm 22 if you'll turn there that's where we will begin praise god amen psalm 22 And verse 9, I think it is, verse 9. But you are he, this is the psalmist talking to God, amen. This is uh, Psalm 22, and there's messianic phrases in this psalm as well. So this is a psalm about Jesus. People uh, believe that uh, these, these Psalms 22, 23, and I think it's 24 they include are messianic in that they are certain describe certain things that that uh, pertain to jesus 22 is when he was on the cross my god my god why have you forsaken me it starts out 20 uh 22 verse 1 starts out like that and then 23 elevates him to the good shepherd the lord is my shepherd amen 24 is at the end time he's the king of glory and so yeah amen so those are sandwiched in there in between David's crying and moaning and weeping, and we like all in psalms, amen, because <laughs> that's where we live a lot of times. But uh, sandwiched in there are these messianic ones. But it says here, and that Jesus is talking to the Father, but you are holy, O you, you that inhabits the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you did deliver them. And it says here, verse 9, but you are he that took me out of the womb. So nobody got here through C-section, labor pains, or God took you out the womb. Because if you've ever seen a childbirth, you just wonder, how's all this going to work? And your eyes get glued and you say, I got to work. Watch this and see how this is going to work. You understand? Because here's this huge baby coming through this very small canal and opening and and god's got to bring that baby through from a one form of life to another form of life anybody tells you a baby isn't alive until is a liar because they are alive they just don't get alive when they come out into the world get real what's it been doing for nine months in there if there hasn't been life there People get more retarded and stupid the more they think they're smart, you know. And so so it is God has to see that baby through 
from from birth to life because it is if you've ever been around a delivery room it's it's tense but it's relaxed because it's a place of hope but it's a place of knowing that anything can go wrong at any time and people don't understand they know the things that sometimes can happen that can be wrong and detrimental to the baby but they don't know how these things go wrong. Then they try as much as they can to prevent them from going wrong. They do all the right things, but it's tense until that baby comes out and starts to breathe on its own. When you don't hear some noise in the first minute or so, then everybody gets concentrated on bringing life there and assisting life. Amen. And so this is something, this is an act of God. It is not of man because as much as you can plan, as much as you can say things are going to go. And if anything happens, then we'll just flip it over to surgical and we do a C-section and bring the baby out. They got a plan for everything that could go wrong because they know they are not totally in control. You got me. Everybody in there is depending on God to make things go right, to make things flow right, and to have a healthy live baby at the end. The first three days are crucial. They watch them very carefully the first three days. Even if they seem normal, healthy, and everything, they keep a close eye on them. That's why they have nurseries set up. That's why when they have the baby in the room with the mother, they check frequently. You understand what I'm saying? God has to do this, folks. And he says, you brought me, you are you are he that took me out of the womb. You did make me hope when I was yet upon my mother's breast. So when a baby is nursing, the first thing God puts in them is hope. Say it again. The first thing God puts in them is hope. Hope is a form of life folks it's got to be there or that baby will not they used to they still do they have a syndrome called failure to thrive and that's really nothing but hopelessness a spirit of hopelessness that is descended upon an infant to cause it not to want to and what what are the characteristics they don't feed well that's number one when babies don't feed well everybody's concerned and you get busy doing things you know to do to make that baby feed sometimes if they're if they're premature they don't have what they call a strong enough suck in their their jaws and mouths is not developed enough for them to be able to take sustenance on their own what they do they give them intravenous they give them a feeding tube they give them but you got to keep life going why so hope can return Hope cannot return in the absence of life. Life is hope. Amen. Because as long as you're living, God can breathe into you again a reason for living. So hope is a reason for living. Why are you here? We need to be finding out so quick why God put us here. Instead of just floating around hoping something will happen. That's human hope. You don't have any plans. Listen, if you knew what you wanted out of life, you couldn't make it happen. How many have tried that and failed miserably many times? And you say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to turn this over to God. I'm going to have to or turn myself into the authorities. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody got to bring something to me that I'm lacking. So hopelessness is a lack of, of uh, plan, initiative, purpose. All of that is wrapped up in hope. 
And God put that in us from the beginning. When the minute you're born, hope, hope comes into you and, and it keeps you breathing. It keeps you eating. It keeps you little babies. It keeps you crying for stuff. When, when babies cry, that's hope. They hope to live. Get me some food in a hurry here and quit playing around with me. You understand what I'm saying? So they let you know hope is what drives them to want to feed and want to thrive and want to stay here. They call it the will to live. That's nothing more than hope. Amen. Everybody has what you everybody has a form of life in them. If physically you're alive, but in your spirit, there must be hope so that you that life comes together. It you comes together with purpose comes together with understanding it comes it comes together in a stronger form anybody can just be here occupying space you know listless drifting going from day to day look at all the homeless people out there they're hopeless people that's the problem hope has escaped them why trials of life things that they can't master problems trouble amen when you come up against problems in your life, you go to the Bible to get what? Hope. You get answers, but you get hope. You can have answers, and if you don't hope you can work with that, it's not going to happen. So you must have hope so that it can. it's a driving force behind life. It just is. So a, a definition of hope is that it's a feeling of expectation or a desire for a certain thing to happen. So that's pretty straightforward. A feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. Now, what happens if it doesn't happen? Huh? See, this is, this is the issue with humanity. We can hope only for things for so long. If it don't happen in a certain amount of time, everybody has a timetable that they have said. Not only do you have expectation for a certain thing to happen, but you have a time stamp on it. Amen. We Because you need other spiritual forces to help your hope to keep it going. So what does God give us besides hope to keep this going? He gives us faith. So then faith brings hope more alive. It undergirds it. It brings it more, it makes it more real. Hope is like the vision or the dream. It's the, the, the shiny thing that's dangling out there that you're jumping up trying to grab. Amen? Faith gives you more grab. Let's say it again. Anything that you have out there that you want, you're trying to grab it all the time. Well, when I get to be, anybody ever said that? When I get, little kids say, when I get to be a grown up, that's hope talking. See, when I get to be so and so, I'm going to be a police, a fireman, a, you know, nobody ever says crackhead. If they do, you're really in the wrong house and you need to leave. You have my permission to leave today. God don't put that kind of stuff in people. They run into crack because they run out of hope. Amen. But as long as you have hope, hope has the ability to revive itself. 
but as you're reaching out for what you desire faith has to come to undergird you and give you a boost and let you know you can get it and then it lets you know you got it because when faith in god comes see we can have faith in ourselves for a lot of things but everybody runs out of human faith when life's uh, problems overwhelm their hope it can snuff it out like a like you would just snuff out a, a small infant if you cover their face or something like that you understand what i'm saying easily snuffed out hope is amen you just take the wind out of it and so what you need and god knows we need it you need some strength to add to your hope you need some definition for it you need to make it a definite thing and not just a dream and not just a vision and not just a whim you need faith to come in and undergird it strengthen it give it life give it support make it cause it to be enduring faith lets you know i'm gonna be here regardless of how long it takes that's what you need added to your hope because you can sit up and hope for something all day long and if nothing stronger than just a wish comes to you you'll drop that and this is what the human mind does well that didn't work for me so we pick up something else we want amen and then that doesn't come to pass either. You pick up something else you want. Now, how long are you going to go on that merry-go-round? Get a clue. You don't got it. You don't have what it takes to bring it to pass. Nobody does. So this is when we, we fall off the wagon and cry out to Jesus and get saved. That's everybody's story. I mean, the people really saved. You understand what I'm saying? We all fell off the wagon somewhere. Why? Because we lost hope. It was like a black nothingness out there after a while. Hope has a certain amount of light in it. Hope is light because it comes from God. Amen. Any spiritual force that comes from God is light. So hope is a degree of life, light. Faith amplifies it and puts longer life in it. So faith adds the everlasting element to your hope. Amen. It makes it endurable. It makes it everlasting. Whereas back in when you were in the world, something didn't happen for you quick enough. You just dropped that and went on to something else. When you come into the kingdom, that hope allows whatever you hope for, it keeps coming back again. You might even fail at it for a season. And then all of a sudden, if you've added any kind of God's faith to it at any time, it's going to bounce back and remind you, listen, come on over here. I'm, I'm still here. What are you wake, walking away for? We still going to do this. Amen. And so hope, the hope needs help. All of these spiritual forces need other things to help them. There is no one silver bullet that's going to get you everything you need in God. You know, you can have faith and that move mountains. And the Bible says if you don't have love, that mountain ain't going nowhere. Amen. It's going to be right there looking at you tomorrow till you learn how to uh, adopt God's love into your life and, and be consistent about it. And so hope really is that feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So it's uh, expectation. It's uh, desire. Hope also is an optimistic state of mind based on expectation of positive outcomes so hope is always something positive 
nobody hopes for bad things to happen unless you hope on somebody else's life. I'm going to let that rest for a minute. People do you wrong. They need to get so-and-so. They need to. You go back into them bad psalms then. You know what I'm saying? David say, cut all the kids off. You tell them to send them in the, in the river and never see them again. All that kind of stuff. We all do that. But see, you turn, you want to turn that off when it comes to your life, right? You want all the good stuff. It don't work like that. You start inviting darkness into your soul and see if it won't overwhelm you. Darkness has a, a tendency to create more darkness and flood out light. So it's best. That's why God says faith works by love. Love is, is light. It's a light force. It's not, you know, vengeance and all that stuff. That's dark unless it comes through God's judgment and we let God be the avenger. Amen. But we don't seek vengeance on our own. Amen. You, you're going to love people. Life is too hard without people working against you. So it's a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So when you get symptoms in your body or they, you know, diagnose you with a sickness, you hope for health. Amen. So you turn that that meditation on how wrong that sickness is, you turn that in into a hope. You turn it outside of yourself. You start looking outside of you for something that's going to encourage you. And And Christians always go to the word of God. The word of God is your answer. So that's why people love their Bibles, because they feel better when they, you ever been there? I felt so much good. I, I took so long to get in that word. After I did, I felt so much better after. Well, you got hope. God started talking to you instead of letting you listen to the devil and all the other people that want to do you in. And so it means also to to um optimistic state of mind. So people hope can put you in a different frame of mind based on an expectation of positive outcomes. It means also to expect with confidence. Now, I believe you can have confidence in your hope for a season, but until you add faith to it, it's going to, you know, the air's going to come out of your balloon. You got me? So you try to bolster it and boost it up with something. You know, hear some more encouraging news about what it is you think you want. But if you watch yourself, if you don't add faith to it, pretty soon hope just phew, it'll fizzle out on you. And say you you were hoping for uh, the job that was going to pay you uh, uh, $150,000 a year. And and you didn't get that. And you've been waiting. You didn't get that. You've been praying. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. And then all of a sudden something comes up for 120. What happened to your 150? It went. The air came out of your bubble. So we transfer human hope onto something else, hoping it would make us just as satisfied. And what does God tell you? He said, quit doing that. (laughs) Stop it. If you want something, ask me. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the desires of your heart, but you got to believe me for it. You can't be sitting up there wishing and hoping. You understand? And that's it. And really, the human mind, that's as far as it knows to go until God gets involved. 
See, we've always been wishing and hoping stuff. Amen. But you got to get get God involved in things so that they will come to pass so that your hope won't fizzle out. And then you transfer it on to something else. How many of you have done that since you've been saved? You've been believing God for this, believing God for that, and it didn't come and didn't come. And then something else pops up and you say, oh, okay, I'll take that. Why? Because you wore yourself out trying to believe instead of having faith in God. Totally two, and you'll find out once you start putting your faith in God, they are two totally different things. See, you can you can believe it's going to happen. I believe. I got faith. I don't know. You know, why are you changing your mind about what you said you wanted? God don't know where to park that. What is it? Yesterday it was an Escalade. Today it's what, a Toyota? What's it going to be tomorrow? It's going to be one of What's some little things? Smart cars? They look pretty stupid to me because if somebody ever runs into that thing, you are toast. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> put lights out man down <laughs> amen thank you poppy yeah you you know it's so it's best to stay with what you desire god will give it to you he's not looking for you to get it if you could do that you wouldn't have to involve him now that you involved him let him do this thing trust him to do it for you amen so we all know that hope needs faith to come it to sustain the life of it Hope has a certain amount of life in it, but you need faith to come along and bolster it up to sustain the life in it. Because you might have to walk for a while before that thing really comes to pass. And if you're just hoping, you give up hope and then just go home. Some people go home and get depressed. Amen. And if you're that kind of person, please get in your word. Please stay in your word. Because, see, what, what that tells me is that somewhere you believed for something you really, really wanted, and now you think you won't get it, so you just think there's nothing more to live for. And that may be true to a degree in some people. Some things are so important to them. Why? Because if God ever made you hope for it, it's a big part of your life. Some of these things are major to us. You understand what I'm saying? And and if you don't have that, what else are you going to have? What are you going to substitute for it? Sometimes there are not many things you can substitute. So God's not looking for you to substitute anything. He's looking for you to to believe him and to continue to believe him. Don't accept no substitutes. Write that in your Bible. Amen. If God is causing you to hope for these things, if God is causing, he's the one that puts hope into us to begin with. Amen. You hope to live. You hope for life. You hope for a career. You hope for a family. You hope for all of these things. And so when when he puts that hope in you, he means to bring it to pass. So you got to connect with him at some point in your journey and stay with him. Everybody got these temporary, you want permanent results with temporary commitment. Temporary is no commitment at all. You got to stay with God. Amen. He doesn't bless tramps for lack of a better word see i was nice today but you know he don't you just run from this person to that person god ain't in that just stop it amen and get settled on something amen so in in hope also means to cherish a desire 
with anticipation. So there's a mental and a spiritual energy involved in hope. You can't just say, well, I'm hoping it will. That just Listen, just save that conversation. Get Wait until you get some, some understanding of something or some can hope for something real. You understand what I'm saying? And never be ashamed of what you hope for because the devil will kill it that way. You know, God will start showing you yourself doing certain things and you can see yourself there. And then when you, you come out of that, that place in, in deposit, it gets deposited with God. Then all of a sudden you, you know, you go to, to pray with somebody and they say, well, well I'm going to agree in prayer with you for what you are and you shame to say it. If it's bigger than you are, you're going to need the help. You better spit it out. Amen. So so this is this is how we we survive as believers. The devil makes you ashamed to hope for anything. I can tell you right now. He doesn't want you doing better. He doesn't want you successful. He doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you with anything. So he's the one who puts shame on us when we God gives us a vision of something great. You know, Joseph, we criticize Joseph. You know, he had a dream. He ran and told everybody. He needed to get it outside of himself. Let's say it again. Sometimes things God gives you, you need to get it outside of you. Let's say it again. Sometimes things God gives you, you need to get it outside of you. Why are you keeping it inside? Shame makes us hide things. Fear makes we scared. Suppose it don't happen. It'll never happen if you don't speak it. And that little flimsy faith you got working right there ain't going to happen until you get a partner. If somebody agree with you for that bad boy, you're going to need an OB, a midwife, a doula, a, a surgical kit. You're going to need the whole kit and caboodle to bring this baby through. So get as much help as you can get, folks. So, so hope, there, there are certain three kinds of hope, you know, is you, you can divide it up a little bit. Goals is, a goal is one type of hope. This is according to some people who have theories on hope, you know, uh, they divide it up. Goals are one, one type of hoping. There are certain people that think in goal-oriented ways. They want to have a roadmap. They want to have a plan. They want to know when certainly. My late husband was like that. He had a a two-year plan, a three-year plan, a six-year plan for his career. And he based it on expert people who could tell you how to plan for careers and where you would be at each step. And, and he made all of them. You know, we had to get God involved. I won't tell him that little piece of paper, but I didn't say that. I was spiritual. I was submissive. I said, well, we need to pray about that. That looks good. That's what good wives do. Baby, why don't we pray about that? That looks good to me. I'm with you on that. Where we going? When the money coming? How much is mine? No, you didn't. Yeah, you should speak it. Hail Mary. No. <laughs> you know, I get real Catholic on you when I need to. But anyway, goal-oriented 
is one way to hope. You put it down on paper, write the vision and make it plain, and you can run with it. Certain pathways, amen, that's hope, where you find different ways to achieve your goals. Well, with us, there's only one way. You obey God, amen. Now, God may give you some some different things to do to express your faith. We've all did, done the cut it out and put it, stick it on the refrigerator and keep it before your eyes. Amen. Keep the vision playing. Keep it before your eyes at all times. So these are different ways to achieve our goals are the pathways. And, and then your agency. You are the agent of hope in your life. And that is your agency is your ability to believe you can instigate change when you need to. And so you got to believe that there's something you can do to make this thing go forward. Amen. You're not just sitting waiting for it to happen for you. So they discount people who just sit and wait is not being, that's not hope. So, and, and we know it's not faith either. Amen. So your faith in God makes you the agent to do the works that bring your faith alive. And your faith is focused on something you want to see come to pass. That's your hope. Your hope is what you want to see come to pass. And so your faith is there to bring that to more life. Keeps it from fizzling out, extinguishing, and leaving your life. Amen. And and many people are walking around with no hope anymore. And they think they're in faith. Like, you know, you'll see people, well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's 20 years down the road. Now, they they are hopeless, but they they keep trying to <laughs> resuscitate it. <laughs> I'm going to do <laughs> and And they're so afraid of failing or so afraid of not or so afraid they never make step one or the last time they stepped out, it didn't work. So I'm not going out anymore. Amen. That's like the the. A phobic person that stays in the house all the time because they get nervous when they go outside. Amen. That's that's how some people are trapped with wrong expectation, no expectation, lack of hope. But you can't tell them they're not believing, and they're not. You say, well, when was the last time you did something toward this? Amen. Or people say, well, God gave me a prophecy. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. Well, well, what are you doing to study to, you know, I'm going to have a healing ministry. Well, do you, are you studying any healing ministers? Who who are you studying now to make that come to life? Well, he's just going to do it. No, he ain't just going to do it. Faith without works is dead. You got to you got to put your hand on a on a Smith Wigglesworth or a Maria Ed or a John G. Lake or some, just touch their book with their name or at least go that far. Good grief. You think you're going to be a minister and not be trained? Seriously? I don't think so. You, you'll be learning all your life. <laughs> yeah, every time you look up, it'll be something else you find out you don't know. And you say, oh, God, let me find out what this is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because you never learn too much about God. You never learn enough about God. And it's the same way with anything you want in life. There is some commitment to study and some commitment to learning that you've got to do in order to be successful at it. People don't think you're wonderful because God gave you a prophecy. 
You know, get real. We've all got one. It's the more sure word. This will work for everybody every time. Amen. So just chill out and get normal. Amen. Go somewhere and get normal. But our faith in God is is what makes the difference in whether that hope is sustained, that thing you hope, hope for come to pass, that hope uh, is alive in you. Uh, it's It's faith in God that you have to mix that hope with that will definitely make you successful. Some people are are just optimistic in in can do some things, but there will come a time you will need God to get the the balance. There's, there you're going to hit that wall, that brick wall that says you go no further, and it's because your hope has come to its end, and you've got to have something more from God to add to that to make sure that you can get the things that you desire. Some people are good at business, but they're they the family life is shot. You know, can't stay married. Got kids all over the place. Don't know who's here and who's there. But they are whiz at that, that, that career that they have. They billionaire, millionaire, but you know, this personal life sucks. So you gotta have God. You gotta have hope in every area of your life or the devil will kill you with that. You know, the devil is good at, at getting people off, uh, out of sync with things it, it somehow if it, you know if you have god you got a plan for your life from from the womb to the tomb as they say from cradle to the grave your life will flow from one blessing to the next to the next because you're walking with the blessing you're walking with god but but if you you notice some things about some people their life seems to collide there be like collisions in their life and you'll find this a lot with creative people. Your, your chefs, your artists, singers, musicians, entertainers, creative people. They tend to have a collision course for life because they have no control over creative inspiration and when it comes and what to do with it when it comes. So they tend to get, because that thing gives them life. See, when your gift comes to life, that brings life to you. You understand what I'm saying? You thrive off of, you can thrive off. That's why preachers go crazy and stay on the road forever and forget they got a family and a home back home. Because that gift gets to rolling on you. And every door that opens for that gift to go through, you got to go through that door. You just go crazy. I've been praying for this is open door. It's open door, open door, open door. Well, how many do you think you need to go through? So, so creative gifts are like that. You'll find um, chefs will have like three or four marriages unless they can settle down and get with someone who understands their creativity. Rare. It's rare you find somebody who doesn't want part of your life for them. And when they start to want to claim that part, that's when the collision happens. Amen. And they'll say stuff like that. I'm a good father, but I was a terrible husband. That creative gift started to to flow and open doors and the marriage was there. And it collided with the commitment to that wife and that family. So you just went with the gift and let the family go. People do that a lot. 
you'll find artists they can they can paint for days and hours oh i'm inspired now i can re- they could create and i ain't talking about hunter biden's artwork i'm talking about real artists i ain't talking about no crackhead artists i'm talking about people who really have a gift how's his gift just all of a sudden showed up do you understand what i'm saying i'm talking about real artists you can laugh for a minute ain't that serious he got more money than you'll ever have so you don't have to feel bad for him unless you're gonna pray for him to get off crack you understand what i'm saying just save the the fake sympathy and all that kind of stuff but i'm talking about people who are real artists you'll see some of them um they'll pick up this demonic inspiration and say that they have people in their lives that they consider to be what they call muses m-u-s-e a muse is a human person they feel inspires them to do their artwork pretty soon they're married the muse is a girlfriend now now they need more they got another muse in their life and they're ruin you and to ruin other people along the way and so once hope gets involved and life gets involved in you you need god's hand to guide you through it you need god's hand to give you faith when you need it you give need god's hand to continue to cause you to hope amen people who have troubled marriages the devil just hit some people and and the ones who can believe in the vow that they made when they stood before God and all those witnesses will get the victory because they're that faith in the vow 
is what comes to rescue you in times of difficulty in your marriage. You have faith in that vow. God, I stood up in front of you and said this. I have no power to help myself to do it. you got to help me. It's as simple as that. And if people will do that, it's that well, maybe God wasn't it. Listen, just bye, okay? Bye. You ain't the one. You don't waste your time with people like that. The maybe you're trying to wiggle out of your own words. You stood up there and said that. Nobody made you say that. Then was your words in front of God. You knew you couldn't do it when you said it. Amen. So it had to be a faith vow. Everybody who gets married is making a faith vow. You ain't making a vow based on something you can do. You know, you always, women are mysterious to men and men are mysterious to women. We still trying to figure out each other. Now, how are you going to know you can make something work like that? Just get out there with all other married people looking crazy and looking like they know what's going on and just thanking God. God, we made it another, another day, another year. Amen. That's life. So, so where does hope come from? We said it comes from God. Hope is light and life. And hope is a kind of life that, that gives mental energy. Amen. That can be measured with, with, you know, people do, uh, uh, EEGs and different forms of examination of, of mental activity. They can tell when hope comes in. They can tell when uh, faith comes in. They can tell from hopeless people. You ever see the people they consider to be brain dead? And they live in a coma for like 10 years and all of a sudden they wake up one day? Now how'd they wake up? By what they were measuring, their brain was dead. But they don't have a way to measure hope. Not really. See, hope was never dead in that person. It was never dead in that person. As long as hope is there, that person can spring back to life at any time. You ever, you, you, you know when people, they tell you certain things about when people are in a coma. You better watch what you say around them because they liable, they can hear. They can still hear. How can they hear? Hope is in them. There's a life force in them that turns on their hearing. And they wake up and say, who said that about me? I wasn't looking funny, Lady. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They remember things. Huh? God causes them to remember. Hope is, memory is part of hope. Amen? Since you caused me to hope when you pulled me out of my mother's womb. Caused me to hope then. Amen? And so that hope never dies, folks. You, you can depend on that to be there. And, and, and focus on that and, and, uh, you know, respect it. So hope comes from God. It's light. It's life. And it's mental energy. The effect of hope on the body. Hope reduces anxiety. You ever been nervous about a bill being paid? And you say, oh, yeah, I can call someone so-and-so in the morning to see if I got somebody over there. You know, All of a sudden, you're all ready to tuck yourself in for the night and you sleep good. Amen? Because you've got hope that it'll be there tomorrow. Now, whether it's there or not tomorrow is another thing, but you'll face that in the morning. Amen? But you hope tonight. Amen? And that's all you want is you want to get yourself 
together again mentally. Amen. So so it reduces anxiety. It reduces the feeling of helplessness. Hopelessness is helplessness. You know, hopelessness really is a form of of coma or mental death or spiritual death. Because when you lose hope, it's a very dark place. You ask depressed people, I mean really depressed people. I'm talking about people who just go faint on the couch and get up and go wash the dishes. (laughs) I'm talking about the real thing, you know. And thank God if you've never been, thank God you've never been there. Just thank him that you have a sound mind. But 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 it is a very, very dark place. And when you get in that level of darkness, there's no uh, ability to come out. You know, it's like people say stuff. Well, oh, yeah, I was depressed. And if it hadn't been for the fact that I had to get up and feed my kids, I said, well, really depressed people don't talk like that. There's no if I didn't have in the mind of a hopeless person, in the mind of a depressed person, they can't come up with something to get them up out of the bed they just lie there until something moves them some they need help somebody's got to come and help them somebody's got to come tell them let's get up let's do this let's do that try to get them to a doctor give them a pill whatever is warranted but but human life tends to stop when hope is gone got me and so and you don't know when hopelessness hits you you understand what I'm saying? You can go through the motions of having a life and not have hope. You can be working. You can be doing all kinds of things and be very, very hopeless on the inside. Why? That light of God has not come in there and given you a purpose and something to look forward to and expect every single day. You cannot let that slip away from you. If you can at all hold on to it, hold on to it. Don't let that slip away from you. If nothing else, I'm getting up so I can read my Bible. I know I'm going to feel better when I read my Bible. You understand? If everything else you think you've been hoping for is slipped away from you, you need fresh. God needs to refresh your hope. Really, people need to put their hope on something other than just the natural material realm because you're a spirit person. You know, really, the natural doesn't work because the spiritual's not working. So you got to get hope in you for something and hold on to it and continue to feed it and feed your faith in it. Amen. To stay alive and to, to get get that darkness out of your soul. So once you start getting hope in there, keep feeding it. Keep feeding it. Allow yourself to hope even more and hope for more things because hope does tend to reproduce itself. Hope begets more hope. And then pretty soon you'll find some people who are just can encourage people about everything. Why? Because they're full of hope. We call them hopeful people. Amen. Sometimes we look at them a little strange. You say, hey, I ain't never been that happy. Let me see what, you know, (laughs) this one all the way live. Why she's so excited? I mean, it looks a little strange to us sometimes. But God puts people like that in the earth. Why? To stir other people up. To, to get the, you know, the, the dead beats off their, you know, deadness. And to put, you know, we are here to encourage one another and to, to promote one another and keep each other alive. That's what the body of Christ does. If I'm the hand and you're the, the other hand, I might slip. Girl, get up here. Come on up here with me. Let's get together. And let's pray the Lord. You know, anything. 
We're here to sustain one another. You know, if we quit ignoring each other, turning each other, lying on each other, distrusting each other, there's enough power in the body of Christ to 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 revolutionize the world if we release it the right way. But what do we do? We sit and inspect each other. Amen. The old Pharisee eyeball. Amen. So so we got enough in us. We see somebody that's down. Wonder what's wrong. She didn't speak to me. It ain't about you today. Madam busybody, can you take a day off? And go over there and hug that sister? You understand what I'm saying? She don't think it's a little strange, but try it. You gonna think it's strange, but try it. Amen? So hope has a, a tremendous effect on our on the human body we talked about infants with failure to thrive that's where hope has left that child and so what what the 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 goal is to keep that person alive period you keep the body alive and and after a while inspiration will come and hope will return to that person that's that's what you want to do you can't go in with the cheer up, cheer up, get up, get up. You you got to keep you got to meet that person where they are, and sometimes they just need to be kept alive. Their life needs to be sustained, and then hope will come and allow them to to and and faith helps hope a lot. Amen. You'll see sometimes people who are hopeless if you can get them moving with normal activity, something that's familiar to them. If they'll, they'll, your brain has imprints of what you used to do and how you used to feel when you did it. And that'll come back to people. That's why, you know, hospitals, they have occupational therapy. They take people up and just get them doing basic things, you know, using your hands so that your hands can move and your eyes can make your hands move. I mean, it's just that basic, folks, with some people. I've been there. You know, I got a trivet with my initial on it. <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, what do you call that? That's my memorial to my fight to get my sanity back. And God brought it to me. But that's where I had to start. And I was working on a master's degree in nursing. But here I am sitting in a mental hospital making a trivet. So don't play around with depression and hopelessness, okay? Don't mess with the devil. Don't let him pull you down. Don't walk around feeling sorry for yourself. Stop that. And getting attention for the wrong thing. You can live without attention a long time, but you cannot live without hope. Amen. You cannot live without hope. All right. So, and I don't want anybody on the internet texting me and asking me and telling me you was there too. I don't need that kind of, you understand what I'm saying? Thank God you're well. Thank God you're better. I didn't put that out there to get anything. Put it out there to help somebody. So hope helps people. Hope gives vision and direction to life. It increases happiness and improves the quality of life. And hope can be extinguished very easily, so you have to guard it and bolster it with faith. You got to put faith behind hope. If there's something you're hoping for, you better find a scripture in the Bible to say you can have it, and focus on that until you have assurance that it belongs to you, and not walk away from it. People get fatigued in just hoping for things. 
See, the reason you're not sure what you want right now is because you walked away from the hope and you didn't gird it up with faith. You didn't let health, faith, health makes, faith helps make it stand up because it has to be propped up. Everything about us needs help from something else to keep it strong and keep it propped up and keep it alive. You know, those of us who are doing so, quote unquote, okay, you've got to have worship. You've got to have the spirit of worship and praise to to give strength to your spirit on a regular basis just to keep you going to the next place where you've got to work for God. So you've got to infuse your your whole being with with helpers to guide your life you can have a vision of where you're going you can totally believe you're going to get there but if it doesn't happen soon enough you're that's why the bible says don't get weary because they know you will they say don't when you read that you probably done done it already you know so don't do it quit doing it amen don't do it no more and and what do you do instead see doesn't say that (laughs) you continue to believe because there's a promise there. Don't get weary in well-doing. In due season, you'll reap if you don't quit. So if you quit, you won't get it. It's really that simple. If you quit, quitting is like moving. You know, you've been praying all this time, God, I want this new car. I want this new car. And, and you move out of your house and, and, and you don't take your faith with you. You don't give them a forwarding address. So he's not going to deliver your car to an empty house or to them heathens that moved in there after you left. Amen. So you won't get it. It's laid up. Now you get it when you start to believe again. Just quit getting weary. Say, I'm not weary. I'm strong. Oh, I forget weary. I, I fired him. Divorce weary. Amen. He don't live here no more. I don't I don't have no wearies no more. Amen. So so we need to to always stay encouraged and hope and add faith to it. Amen. So hope gives you vision and direction for your life. You hope for something specific to happen to you. Amen. So, you know, married people, you hope for a good job. You hope for a good, good uh, place to live. You hope for healthy children. Amen. And all that kind of stuff. Well, you got to have add some faith to that before that will will come to pass. See what I'm saying? You know, if you, if you want to get married, go look for a wife and, and ask her to marry you. Don't just be dating forever. Oh, I don't even I didn't plan to even talk like this. You know what I was going to do? I was going to do an intellectual exercise. That would bring the intellectual and, and, and refinement out of people. And here we are back to real life again. My goodness. No, you know, you, you find these brothers, they, well, you know, I don't know yet. It might be years. Shoom! Watch my dust. Huh? You out of there. You don't want nobody. You ain't got years. For him to make up his mind, he better have it made up already. You know, I I can respect somebody who acts a little prematurely. At least they had the right thing in mind. Them five-year, ten-year, seven-year wait brothers, they don't want to get married. 
You find them seven years from now, they still ain't married. Be thankful you didn't waste any time with them. Take you seven years to decide nothing. You know, if you want to go to school, that takes a minute to make that decision. Go enroll. If you really want to go, go sign up. Go pay your money. It don't take long to decide a lot of things in life, folks. Oh, that's a big decision. You better be ready to make it then. If you ain't ready to make it, bye. I ain't sure, bye. Well, if I had bye, B-Y-E. Bye, brother. Bye, boy. Boy, bye. Goodbye. Adios. I go French on you, too. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Riva Huh? So, so, you know, you have to understand that, that it doesn't take long to make a decision to believe God. And, and then hope will come into your soul in an amazing way. Pretty soon that hope will start to give you energy, a reason to live. Where you didn't didn't like to get up early, all of a sudden you bouncing out the bed, scaring yourself. Amen. Because you're eager to get on with the day, with the day's happenings. So hope gives us that sense of increased happiness. If hope gives you something to look forward to, it gives you a future. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that's what God gives us. He gives us hope in a future, and an end that we expect. In other words, it will happen just like you were expecting it to happen. Hope improves the quality of your life. Hope will make you want to get up, get dressed. <laughs> I say that and I think about myself in my pajamas as often as I can be in them. I mean, that's dressed for me. When I put on slippers, that's dressed. But you know what I'm saying. Do do the things that that help your vision of yourself, improve your your outlook, all that kind of stuff. So it gives you vision and direction. When we give our lives to Christ, we have a continual source of hope. God will begin to say, for instance, you you hope for a certain career. God will begin to put definition to it. You understand what I'm saying? Say you want to be a nurse and God will give you a, 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 that you make that hope. And then you say, God, you know, I think I might want to. Yeah, well, he'll put that inside of you. Yeah, I want to do emergency room nursing or I want to do triage or I want to do, you know, the lifelike kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. Or I want to do surgery Boring. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's boring for everybody but the surgeon, I guess. But but you know what I'm saying? He he brings hope. Hope begets more hope. You begin to round out the picture of where you are so once hope has has manifested something real in your life don't give up on it say for instance you 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 do start your nursing job your career and you start running into snags this ain't right that ain't right this ain't right but i put all this time in that work and god you were with me then well he's gonna make it right just keep working with god and let him help you make that thing right so that when you start to to get discouraged about where you are right now, hope will spring forth anew and add a new page to that that book. 
will add a new chapter to your story. We'll be will embellish that with something that will make it much more uh, agreeable to you. The only thing that happened, it's not like you don't like what you do or you're sad you went to nursing school. I'm the only person with that resume because I was called to preach. I was never called to do any of that other stuff. But but for the most part, what you invest in, if God's been with you through the education process, he's going to help you complete that picture. But don't give up on what you you hoped for because you hit a snag with it. Just let God, God give me some more hope. God, you help help me to hope one time you put me in this, and I know you're going to get me through, God. Give me a bigger picture. Give me another picture. Cause me to hope again. Cause that hope to come fresh again. Give me something so that I can get a a a um, a future. I can get encouraged. I can get uh, get some energy inside of me. I can do some other things. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes while you're waiting on one thing, you can start focusing on on a hobby or something like anything. You know, that's hope too. You know, people say, well, that ain't what I want to do. Do it anyway. You don't know what you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Until you start doing stuff. Amen. We say that about a lot of things. And and once you get involved in it, you start because it's it's hope is is doesn't discriminate. It doesn't know good things from bad things. It doesn't know uh, this is this is too stupid or too simple or I get my hands dirty or it's beneath me or hope doesn't know anything about that. Hope just focuses, you know, on on you enjoying it. Hope tells you it's for you. Amen. You see, everybody was busting to get in college, and now everybody's been gone through college, and they ain't no smarter from having gone through it, most of them. And they say, you know what? I could have went to, I could have learned how to fix cars. There's more money in it than what I'm, I'm not doing anything now. You see what I'm saying? And so uh, we put a wrong value on things. As long as there's hope involved, it's of high value to you. If God gives you a vision, if he gives you something, if he puts inspires you to do something, there's high value. Don't ever put down anything you do. Don't make it small. Don't make excuses for, or I, I'm just doing so-and-so, or well, right now I'm doing. You don't owe people any kind of apologies or reasons for you being here. You do what you want to do. You do what God puts you here to do. Amen? And and don't don't diminish it. Don't don't downplay it. You know, and make sure it's it's you give life to it when what you think about it, what you say about it is very, very important, because I think many times we stick the pin in our own balloon when we deflate our expectation on things. And trust me, it don't take long for that to happen. The devil will come up with some stupid thought or some stupid, like you run into people who say, well, well, yeah, I went to the doctor and, and, you know, they gave me a bad diagnosis, but I'm healed and I'm believing God. Well, I used to know people who talk like that. My aunt used to do that and she died. Well, I ain't dying. I'm, I'm living. I choose to live. I don't know what your auntie thought. Probably got sick of looking at you and just, you know, you dead beat. <laughs> I know how to get deadbeats out of my life. I'll go home to be with the Lord. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Sorry. <laughs>
Hope improves your mental health and your mental outlook. It just does. Hope is good for the soul. Hope increases your self-worth. I don't care what you're hoping for. It makes you feel good about yourself. You can be hoping for a lemonade stand at five cents a glass, and it costs you seven to, to make it. But as long as your hope is there, you feel good about yourself. I'm going to get up and work at my lemonade stand today. Hope increases self-worth, and it creates opportunities. Hope causes you to encounter like-minded people to come to you. Hope happens to be able to draw the right people to you. You hope to get married, and sure enough, a husband is going to show up. Them deadbeats will leave. Amen? Because you have you dared to hope for what you really want. You want deadbeats out of your life? Hope for a husband. Don't just, I just want me some company. Oh, please don't say, let me quit. Do I have, how much time? No, I don't have enough time to do that. Y'all better be glad I don't have time to go there. Choose some company. Lord have mercy. Oh, Lord. What we do sometimes when we want company. But I won't go there. (laughs) Praise God. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for giving us hope. You pulled us out of our mother's womb and caused us to hope while we were yet infants. And we thank you for that, Lord. You put hope in us from the very beginning. You also give us faith. When you we you give us your word down the road, you come we run into you again. And when hope is just about gone, we run into faith. And we realize that we can hope again. We can dream again. We can live again. We can have a good life, a better life, a hopeful life productive life a precious life because you're in it and we love you for it so lord we thank you for everybody here we thank you for the blessing of life thank you for the blessing of health thank you for the blessing of time that we have time to do everything that you put us in the earth to do lord and we thank you for that we are never out of time we're never out of hope we're never out of you you're the great i am we love you We love you, great I am. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory in the highest. We praise your holy name. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ forever. We thank you. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I did give you hope, and I've given you hope again, says the Lord. I've given you hope every day of your life, says the Lord. Sometimes you notice it, sometimes you walk away from it, but it is your permanent possession because you live in peace, says the Spirit of God. This day I'm reviving hope in my people. Hope for things that you thought were out of reach. Hope for things that you thought were not possible. Hope for things you thought were too difficult for you. Because you are my bride. You're my precious possession. You're my prized possession, says the Lord. 
Understand that the people I draw to you see you like I see you, says the Spirit of God. They see you the way that I see you, says the Lord. And you're all lovely, says the Lord. You're all beautiful, says the Lord. You're all the apple of my eye, says the Spirit of the living God. So have no fear, says the Lord. Don't be reluctant to step out and conquer, do the things, possess the things that I've given you. Possess the things that I've called you to do, says the Lord. Always stay in hope. Always stay in hope. Always stay in hope. Because I have it reserved for you, says the Lord. Stay focused in me. Stay focused in hope. Stay focused on faith. And never, ever, ever walk away. Don't ever give up, says the Lord. Because there's much more to you. There's much more to possess. There's much more to be, and there's much more to have, says the Spirit of God. You ain't seen nothing yet. The half has not been told. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, says the Lord. I cause people to see your glory, says the Lord. And that's what I want to be you to be drawn to. I want them to be drawn to the glory that I place in you, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Lord. Just let hope be revived in you. Let it be revived in you, says the Lord. Let it come forth anew, says the Lord. Hope thou in God, yet praise me, because I am the health of your countenance and your God. When your hope is in you, you live off my praise, says the Lord. You live to praise me, and you live to honor me, but my hope is in you. So keep that hope. Keep that hope. It'll take you through many dark places and bring you out in glory, says the Lord. It'll bring you out in glory, says the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Anybody need prayer? Hold up, I'll pray for you. Praise God.
bless your people, give them hope. Just put that spark inside of them that tells them they can go another day, they can go a little further, they can take another step, they can dream again, they can plan again. Give them plans, Father, and let them know you're going to bring them to pass. And I thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. we do a declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. Can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have and whatever else it is you're fighting. And it don't have me. And it can't get me. I thank you, Father. By your stripes, we are healed. Amen again. Praise God. Sign up today for your slice of cake. There are three different kinds. One strawberry, lemon, and uh, red velvet. One name on the line if you want 